Today's video is brought to you by Vincero. Hey, brother. Guys, Salazar Slytherin, one of the four greatest minds of his time, founder of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and the creator of the Chamber of Secrets. Also, still alive. Maybe. Guys, before we dive on in, I wanna give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Vincero. Guys, if you are a longtime fan of the channel, then you know that we love these watches. Even outside of any sponsorship at all, I gave them as gifts to all of my groomsmen so that we would all match up there. And I had them all engraved with their names, which was super cool. And Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So if you're still looking for that perfect gift, then I have an idea for you. Or rather, they have just the thing, but I'm gonna tell you about it. Vincero has an awesome collection of super affordable and very high quality watches for both men and women. I've given these to Alice before on more than one occasion and she wears them every day and always gets compliments on them, which is great because then it like reinforces that I'm a good gift giver. So if you're still looking for that last minute gift, then there is still time. Plus they offer free worldwide shipping to all orders over $50. Plus you can get 15% off your purchase by going to vincerowatches.com slash SCB. Again, that is 15% off your entire purchase by going to vincerowatches.com slash SCB. Link is in the description down below. The inspiration for this video came about during my most recent rereading of the Chamber of Secrets when it occurred to me that the name isn't exactly that fitting. It's Chamber of Secrets. But really, when you think about it, there's only the one secret, the Basilisk. Which, to be fair, is like a super mega huge hyper venomous snake sized secret, but still just the one. And as for the title of the book, it does ultimately still work because Harry learns a ton of secrets while he's down there. Like that Voldemort used to be called Tom Riddle and that he framed Hagrid and that he was actually the one to have killed Myrtle. But in universe, it is still called the Chamber of Secrets long before Tom Riddle or Harry for that matter ever come along. I was wondering if you could tell us about the Chamber of Secrets. So I started wondering, like, what other secrets could possibly be hiding down there? Could he, Slytherin himself, be down there somehow? And like, no, that's silly, I thought. Like, how would that even be possible? Like, Harry and friends are in school starting in like 1991, and Slytherin would have been alive during like 991. Which, if my math is correct, is a thousand years later. Going back to that time though, as a refresher, the four founders of Hogwarts, Rowena, Ravenclaw, Godric, Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, and Salazar Slytherin worked together in harmony for a while. Eventually disagreement broke out though between Slytherin and the other three founding members because he wanted to be more selective about the students that he admitted into the school, specifically only pure-blooded wizards. We'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. The dispute grew so large that eventually Slytherin just left the school. And after which his fate is just totally unknown, which is a little unusual if you ask me. He's considered to be one of the greatest wizards alive during the time he leaves the school with his name still attached to it. Slytherin! Apparently with an agenda against the education of non-pure blood wizards and goes on to do nothing? Like something just isn't adding up here. I mean, Voldemort was only like one 
512th Slytherin, and he was a pretty huge problem. Keep in mind that during Slytherin's time in the wizarding world, there is a severe anti-magic sentiment from the non-magical people. So whether at that time his beliefs came from like a place of prejudice or whether he was just looking out for the safety of his students isn't totally clear. And this is why we need a Founders series, which we would be happy to write. By the way, Warner Brothers, think like Game of Thrones, eight seasons, all about four magical friends coming together, building a school. The last season could actually be good. Just saying. We have ideas. In any case, upon leaving the school, Slytherin also leaves a basilisk in the Chamber of Secrets to purge, or I'm sure in his opinion, protect the students of Hogwarts from all them haters. <laughs> Most of what we know about his plan comes from what Professor Binns tells us. Slytherin, according to the legend, sealed the Chamber of Secrets so that none would be able to enter until his own true heir arrived at the school. The heir alone would be able to unseal the Chamber of Secrets, unleash the horror within, and use it to purge the school of all who are unworthy to study magic. But man, what a dumb plan. You mean to tell me that he is totally content to just die so that eventually some heir, like potentially even a thousand years later can show up to actually fulfill his plan? I mean, how are they supposed to do this? I feel like they need a little bit of direction. A coloring book has more instructions. The duck is yellow and one true heir? Like, how long is he expecting for it to take for that to happen? Because in order to be sure that he has an heir at all, he would also have to have a child, which in itself is kind of interesting. Because wouldn't they, his kids, just be his heir? Like, why don't they do the plan? Why does it take a full millennium for anyone to enact it? We know that others had access to the Chamber of Secrets. Pottermore confirms that the Gaunts could hear the Basilisk moving through the walls, and we know that a Corvinus Gaunt was responsible for moving the entrance of the Chamber of Secrets when the Wizarding World adopted plumbing. Because before that, they just vanished their poopy dupes. Plus, just consider what the entire controversy is actually about whether or not to allow people connected to the muggle world to enter Hogwarts and the threat that if they do, it poses. At the time, Hogwarts is the only wizarding school that there is. It goes beyond just teaching students magic, but actually like ensuring the existence of the race going forward. Three of the founders clearly and correctly, I might add, determined that this wasn't that big of a threat. But Slytherin on the other hand was not willing to roll the dice and instead was much more game for rolling the dice on his one true air plan for some reason. Do you see the problem here? Like he felt strongly enough about this to leave the school that he literally helped build and then went on to do what, nothing else? He was content to lose because he was able to believe that eventually he would win because he hit a really big snake in a room nobody can get to. Genius, 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 I say. And that's when it hit me. The answer was literally laying in the chamber. The Basilisk. That's right, people. Godric Gryffindor is the giant squid and Salazar Slytherin is the Basilisk. What? No way. How could you possibly prove that? We totally can't. That's not a thing. No, I do not think that he is the Basilisk itself. At least I'm pretty sure. But let's talk about the Basilisk's 
powers. We know that it can live for centuries and that it has a horn that can actually be used as a wand core. Its venom is insanely deadly and one of the only known ways to destroy a horcrux. And of course, the most famous one, the ability to immediately kill anything it makes direct eye contact with. Unless of course you make indirect contact with it, in which case it will just petrify you. <laughs> and that is the power I think Slytherin may have taken advantage of himself. He looked the basilisk indirectly in the eyes to petrify himself so that eventually his heir could come, revive him, and enact his plan. It's such an elegant solution that actually makes the existing plan as we know it make a little bit more sense. Because as far as we know from the books, petrified people are just frozen in their exact state indefinitely without any specific need for food or water or anything. Mrs. Norris, Hermione, Colin Creevy, and all of the other victims basically just lie for weeks or even months in the hospital wing waiting to be revived. And when they are, they don't seem to have any side effects at all. Let's be honest, trusting an heir to eventually find your chamber and the big snake and embody the exact same beliefs that you had and use it to execute that exact same plan is kind of insane. To be fair, it does go down exactly like that. But that doesn't mean it was a good plan. Intending for them to find you, their most famous ancestor, to enact your plan makes a little more sense. But Ben, how would you expect them to do that? For that, you would definitely need specific instructions. Agreed, you do not want to petrify yourself on a whim. Leaving a basilisk in a chamber for a thousand years, that's what you do on a whim. <laughs> you need to have very clear instructions and have a way for them to endure for a very long time, be protected and stay specifically in your family. If only there was a Slytherin artifact, an heirloom, if you will, that would have been passed down throughout the family for years and years and could only open in the same way that you opened the Chamber of Secrets by speaking parcel tongue. And bonus points if that object just happened to be a, a known way to protect secrets. Like a, I don't know. Locket. Okay, so the known powers of Slytherin's locket before it was turned into a horcrux are unknown. We here at Super Carlin Brothers have theorized before that it contained the instructions on how to get into the Chamber of Secrets and that is how the Gaunts were getting in. But the thing is, it's not just the locket that he passed down to his descendants, it's also the knowledge of the existence of the Chamber of Secrets. So like, they knew to be looking. And once they found it, that knowledge could have been passed down just like the locket itself. What if nobody else in the family realized how to open the locket and therefore fully execute Slytherin's plan? And you might be thinking, well, what about Voldemort? I mean, he turned it into a Horcrux. Surely he opened it first. And maybe, but even if he did, he had already graduated from Hogwarts and I have a feeling it wouldn't have been in his best interest to go about reviving a potentially more powerful wizard than himself. Speaking of powerful wizards though, as we were doing research for this video, we came across an interesting pattern. Let me introduce you to Herpo the Fowl. He's only mentioned briefly on a chocolate frog card and in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but let me ask if any of this sounds familiar. He was an ancient dark wizard who could talk to snakes. He discovered how to breed basilisks and is the first wizard credited with immortality having invented 
Horcruxes. That said, it must have eventually failed him because he dead. And then there's Voldemort. Dark wizard, can talk to snakes, uses a basilisk, is briefly immortal thanks to eight Horcruxes. And then there is Slytherin himself. We know he was all for teaching the dark arts at Hogwarts. He could also speak to snakes, had a basilisk, and the one thing that he is missing is a bid for immortality. Unless it's not, because somehow he, like Herpo and Voldemort, found a way to cheat death. And maybe he still is, lurking deep beneath the castle somewhere, petrified, waiting. It's not like there isn't already a huge statue of him down there anyway. I don't know if it would surprise me if there was another one that was actually him. It's not exactly like Harry was down there like poking around, exploring, looking for clues, things like that. He pretty much just went straight to business. Personally, I love this idea for two reasons, and it's because both of them involve getting even more content from the wizarding world. Option one, we finally get our founder series where we get to see these four remarkable wizards come together and build Hogwarts and how the eventually fractured friendship between Godric and Slytherin causes all of this mayhem. But secretly Slytherin is still alive the whole time and he's tragically misunderstood. Option two, He's still alive and can eventually come back as the bad guy. Because who could be worse than Voldemort, heir of Slytherin? Slytherin! Bah, bah, bah. Also guys, do not forget to go and check out Vincero watches for those perfect last minute Valentine's Day gifts idea. You can get 15% off your entire order by going to vincerowatches.com scb. Link is in the description down below. Guys, if you would like our current work on how we think the Founders series would be going until, you know, Warner Brothers finally hires us to do it, you can check out this series right here where Jay and I are currently playing through The Sims 4 as the founders of Hogwarts. Or if you'd like to find out whether or not Slytherin was actually evil, you can check out this video right here. Otherwise, guys, until next time, bye.